This is for you at, fo at home, folks. These people can hear me just fine. It's mid-July 2022. In these past years of reflection and savoring, I've been writing stories for Easy to Love, my one and only publication to be completed this autumn and then shared with you. Since early winter of 2018, I've known, because a doctor told me so, that I was living with one of mankind's most fatal and fast-killing diseases, pancreatic cancer metastasized to my lungs. Some of you were here on a Sunday in September 2002 when in the caring and sharing, my dad stood up. My dad was Bill Capron. He stood up to let the congregation know that he had probably a month left to live. His pancreatic cancer was caught way too late. But he spoke in serenity, encouragement, really about the things I'm sharing with you today. He taught me so much about living by being the way he was about his impending death. Back several years ago when I stood up in church and told you about my stage four status, I thought I was saying farewell as best I could to those dearest to me. Alva and I were mostly learning the do's and don'ts of chemotherapy. At the start, we were in a daze, but doing every little thing with grim determination. I've been showered with glorious outpourings of messages, notes, calls, and letters from loving friends, former students, some thoughtful circumspection about my impending doom was hovering quietly over each communique. What can one say at such a point anyway? Sorry to hear you're croaking before your time. I needed time to figure out what dying means to me, and I have been granted that pre precious time with which to do so. At some point, all of us realize that our lives have a beginning, a middle, and an end. And what with the kitchen timers and the school bells, the Sunday bells, the alarm clock, we are given plenty of time to learn to believe in endless feeling, orderly time. I'm a teacher, and it's all about learning. Some things we learn because we go out seeking them a book, a guru, a special diet, an experience, a journey. But to my wonder and joy, by sitting at home writing in my pale blue thin cotton pajamas on our dark blue cloth-covered chair for oh so many months now, my working extroverted self has had reason to lean back while my big, now quieter, receptive heart has been learning lessons of reflection and close listening. 
I've been learning about what it is that either surrounds our lives or feels like it's always just out of reach. What's out there? What's in here? It turns out with reflection, I come more and more to feel how much I contain and have and love and how little I lack or need or even want. I learned that the joie de vivre I've always found in teaching and performing, in helping being helped, in jumping into a cool pool on a hot day and then drying out lying in the hot sun on a big towel on the warm earth. Most of these are being, few of them are from being. Yes, sometimes my simple joys feel fraudulently obtained. I mean, how could I feel so blessed, to, so honored to have such bright, funny, thoughtful friends, such a boundlessly loving family, and my Mr. Wright, when all I did was do work I love and take care of and be cared for, my beloved husband and our kitty cats, is it all as simple as that? And did I need to get a terminal diagnosis to perceive this? It's true, of course, that certain life lessons only arrive when we're ready for them. Those of you currently pursuing a degree at school, you are learning and, yes, sometimes cramming bits of information in for playback on exams to reach a goal. The art here is to continue to at least imagine that all the late nights studying subjects you think you'll never need to master, that they're worth it. Listen up, but give yourself enough of what pleases you that you don't become discouraged. If little children enter your life, what to do to be a good parent or aunt or grandpa or teacher or playmate will simply present itself to you. You were once on the receiving end of play and carefreeness and being fed. Some of us were fortunate enough to have had safety and nourishment and overflowing love fill our every day as a child. While many are having to figure out how to be a good adult, when not many or any good role models presented themselves when you needed them. We try to learn better habits, to practice compassion, to exercise our imaginations for the sake of someone more dependent. A really tough one can be learning to ask for and receive help. Men tend to be especially ingrained with the idea that problems that can't be tackled single-handedly are probably better left to others. The profoundest truth that has been granted to me these last years while living while dying is that by living in this world that is so brilliant with beauty, so gifted with friends who simply want you to know that you are loved. 
and so much more about our living than about our dying. By living in this world with all our hearts, even when feeling nearly overwhelmed by so much human suffering, by living in love, letting the imperfections of our humanity become part of our beauty, everything begins to fall into place. Without thinking about it once throughout my long professional life, I stand here now agape with wonder. It's the love. Is that why I was born to teach and perform and help? Yes. For now I realize with my entire being that my reflex to open my heart Sorry. My reflex to open my heart to every student unconditionally, to each nurse and receptionist, to love each one and see them at their best, to allow their purest joys and sorrows to enter my own heart. That is why I was here, why I am here. We must not ever cease our work for peace on this earth. We need not turn every challenge into a fight, respond to each wrong with our wrath, or our next need for solidarity into another war on. Whether it be through prayer or meditation, singing together and dancing through space, a tender kiss, or an arm around your shoulder, we must find our inner peace if we can truly hope to effect positive change. You are where you need to be. I am not alone. He is strong enough, but needs some encouragement. We are beautiful, flawed creatures who can live for today without a thought of tomorrow or be so focused on one goal that all our lives we live all that we I'm sorry or be so focused on one goal that all that gives life its shimmer fades from view while my life is not a multiple choice test Feeling that deep choice to embrace what comes, to stand up tall and answer the call, to say not just yes to life, but to step out into our lives and actively love every stranger, every hassle, every limitation thrown in our way. There is no better way to say or experience that fabulous knowing that we are all in this together than to pour all the kindness, the attention, and the love we have into others, into our environment, and especially to all the children, be they here in the room or living far away in desperate circumstances. Three cheers for defying medical expectations The cancer in my lungs does grow and spread, but contrary to others' pancreatic cancer, mine grows indolently. That's that's a real medical word. (laughs) 
I sing to those sleepy cells. I let the music of the breeze of the bamboo play the accompaniment. Each morsel of food I eat is a blessing that my miraculous body burns and turns into strength and optimism. The group of world citizens in my lifetime who have discovered and accepted that they were born gay or, or trans or fluidly gendered or, or has grown and found solidarity with one another. Alas, those of us who are still living five years after diagnosis with this terminal illness remain few. But yes, I say yes, my great-grand-nieces will grow up in a world where all cancers can be prevented or cured. Yet here I am, singing out to all who will hear, being responsible grows from our day-to-day -day responsiveness. Being loving multiplies the love we see and respond to coaxing ourselves to be vulnerable helps to make us ultimately stronger and more resilient. And, and now you make your own gathering of your wisdom and recycle my pithy truths back into the compost. That's an instruction. I am profoundly grateful for each of you here in the hall or elsewhere. Hi. Your showing up means a lot to me. No matter how we might describe our friendship, our, our love, we all know that our lives someday will be over. Of infinitely more importance is that we live now. And where there is life, there is love. Thank you.